If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. We are broadcasting live from uh, New York City. I got to meet uh, when I, I sneaked down the uh, down the street to watch Gutfeld last night perform a little uh, reconnaissance because you know he's a uh, he's a conservative comedian like me and I, I'm I'm a conservative comedian and commentator talk show host whatever you want to call me um, but I did go down and I get a, did, got to see the show um, really 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 very impressed with uh, the show and, and I give I want to give him kudos. Uh, even though he technically, I guess, is competing with me to some degree, um, I'm just really, really unbelievably proud that a conservative talk show could kill late-night television. I mean, not kill, like, the genre, but kill, you know, Colbert's show and Kimmel's show and Fallon's show, and you saw... uh, uh, Trevor Noah, he's been fired. He had no people watching him. Sam B, fired. Nobody's watching him. CNN Plus, dead on arrival. CNN just fired a bunch of people. So it's nice to know, I think, that people get it. They get that uh, they're hearing a uh, a very censored version of everything, and everything is skewed toward one side of the political equation, and that would be the far left and it's really kind of stupid when you think about it. You think about if, if you are in the business of attracting viewers and you look at the United States of America, which is still a center-right country, which in the midterm still had the same vote ratio and number of margin, uh, a voting margin, meaning 5 million plus on the GOP side on the in the midterms, shows to me that, hey, maybe if you put on a show that it just doesn't parrot talking points from the Biden administration, you might do well. And they are. And my little weekend show that I started uh, three years ago, boom, it's blowing up. And it's I'm not here to, listen, I, I don't fib, I don't lie, I don't make stuff up, but I do my level best to make it funny when I can. And there are times you can't. But I just, I, I thought it was, uh, if I could give you an insider view, it was tight and right. They have like five segments. They record them one after the other. It's live on tape, which means that, they just do it without any mistakes. And I was blown away. Very nice. Very nice. And, uh, you know, my show on uh, Newsmax will be expanding. We can't give you details. But, uh, you know, you know, maybe the guy who's been writing uh, comedy for conservatives for, you don't know, about since 1990 might offer him a little competition. So uh, here's the headline. Uh, Bolton, I will absolutely run for president in 2024 to stop Trump. This is a former Trump national security uh, advisor who looks a lot like the shaggy D.A. Uh, he said that he would. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, mean, I don't know who's this deluded. Honestly, I, who is this deluded after uh, a failed attempt to run for president a few years back? Uh, and then he, he says he will. He he literally say, I will run for president to stop Donald Trump. Um the, the obvious punchline. What's the obvious punchline? If you're if you're a uh, comedian, if you saw a stand-up comedian and he says, "Hey, I hear that uh, John Bolton is thinking about running for president," the punchline would be, "I think Michael Bolton would get more votes." Right? Right? And that's funny, right? Until you think about it and you realize, 
Michael Bolton would kick John Bolton's butt because there's actually something you might like about Michael Bolton being, I guess, his music. Not a big Michael Bolton fan, but he's a great vocalist, you know, cheesy, whatever, maybe, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, John Tesh as a musician, you know, you kind of that that thing kind of, you know, a lot of people, maybe maybe a lot of uh, people who have more than one cat. But anyway, that's uh, that's a uh, uh, Michael Bolton would totally skunk John Bolton. And I, I am just amazed. You saw the other day Asa Hutchins, the uh, the rhino governor from Arkansas, suddenly saying this was his announcement the other night. I think it was might have been on Fox. He says, I'm announcing that I'm going to announce in 2024. <laughs> I'm announcing then why have the announcement in 2024 you're announcing that you're going to announce why do you need to announce when you're saying that you're going to announce then oh my goodness my goodness I, I would be remiss if I don't miss mention the death of Kirstie Alley um because you've all read about it and if you uh you know you watch Cheers and other stuff uh, really, really likable individual, always had voted, voted twice for uh, Obama, then voted a couple times for Trump, became, uh, I guess, to some degree, a pariah in Hollywood, like so many, and she passed away after a quick battle with uh, cancer, leaving a couple of kids, Lily Price, 28, and William True, 30. Um, and I, I remember, the thing about Kirstie Alley was, remember when really gorgeous supermodel women couldn't really be funny. They had to be kind of flawless, you know. I mean, Lucille Ball was cute, but Kirstie Alley was hot. And you, she's the kind of woman. Kirstie Alley, if you saw her in a bar in her prime in the you know the early nineties, what you'd be, you'd never approach her because you'd be like, my God, she's just this. And then she'd do this brilliant, self-deprecating humor. She took over uh, after a very big vacancy left by Shelley Long. Uh, with uh, Cheers was uh, was opened up. She went on to win uh, an Emmy for her role. And, uh, you know, God bless her. God bless her. 71 years old. There is that. Also, oh, oh did you hear about this? Uh, have you all been to Disney World? Anybody been to Disney World? Um, it's damned expensive. I mean, it's stupid expensive to go to Disney World. I have been very grateful because I've been able to go to Disney World on several companies' dimes when Disney was doing media tours. So I was able to take my kids, right? And I'm very, very, very fortunate because otherwise they'd have to take their kids to Disney World because it ain't happening in this lifetime. So anyway, they've decided to change Splash Mountain. And uh, they're going to they're gonna close it down on January the 23rd because it promotes racial stereotypes. So um, it, it, it has a, a Song of the South. It's inspired by Song of the South, I guess. And, and if you say the word South, that's... Uh, racist i guess for some reason anyway listen if 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 being um kind of dated were the reason being then when they opened it in 1989 it was already dated because the movie came out in 1946 so in 46 they came out with the movie 89 they came up with the uh the ride and then a bunch of people put together a uh, 21,000 signatures denouncing the film and demanding the company close splash mountain so literally 21,000 people got this thing changed. What they're going to do is they're going to turn it into the princess and the frog uh, because the black heroine, black heroine, I think that's what Hunter Biden used to buy. I think there was a tar in the middle, black 
tar heroin. I think he might have done that. That said, the black heroin named Tiana from New Orleans, it's going to be called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Great. I, uh, I was on TV last night, and I, I was kind of like, what, why, why was it deemed racist? Were there uh, churches being burned down? During the when you're going through on your boat and you're you know with your family right before the big drop is what you're waiting for you know uh, were there was there like uh, oh they probably had the hall of Democrat racists you know where they had the animatronic robots and you had uh, you know Robert Byrd speaking there and then Joe Biden at Robert Byrd's funeral and then uh, President Johnson was there and uh, Al Sharpton is there he's a racist Democrat and and uh, you know I get, did they have that I don't know if they had the, and then uh, you know they had this uh, this uh, ride called the Crossburn Boulevard that they got rid of so I guess they uh, it's all kind of stupid it's all a little crazy crazy. Let's move on to something that I've been talking about, but uh, I haven't had the time to get to. And that, of course, being uh, Twitter and the cabal between uh, the FBI, DHS and others with regard to censorship, particularly the Hunter Biden laptop. We already know that the FBI was involved with Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign and uh, uh, a, uh, a Russian dossier bought and paid for, uh, and they interfered in the, interfered in the election. They uh, tried to tie Donald Trump to Russia collusion uh, to paint a narrative that he was colluding with the Russians. It didn't work. So uh, they uh, just decided to, uh, to run with it. Uh, and it was bought and paid for. And then in 2020, we also had uh, the FBI working to shut down the laptop on Twitter. And we all know the reason for it. Because it was a blockbuster story that was real. The FBI was presented with a laptop. They ignored it. The New York Post got a hold of it. And the FBI got together with Twitter to shut it down. That's it. That's my opinion. It will be shown to be the truth. Twitter's former censorship queen, Vijaya Gotti, was uh, apparently going to be a part of the Misinformation Council. She played a key role in suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. Did you know that? Yeah, apparently you did it without uh, Jack Dorsey knowing about it, but she did. She had a key role in suppressing the October 2020 Hunter Biden laptop story, later appointed to the Biden administration to an advisory role shaping the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Bureau. Wow. She was going to be on the Cybersecurity Advisory Committee. And she was going to com- combat misinformation and disinformation. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they were, they were going to listen. This is from the, uh, the I guess, the modus operandi, uh, the topics that they would be working on, combating misinformation and disinformation, impacting the security of critical infrastructure and transforming public-private sh- uh, partnership into a true operational collaboration. You know what that is? That's corporate and academic gobbledygook. It's all uh, nonsense, and it's all trying to explain away how the Biden administration and governments within the the uh, and and the agencies within the government literally went down the path that Joseph Stalin did with regard to free speech. 
In fact, Joseph Stalin, I heard on Tuesday, literally took a break from uh, brunch with Hitler to applaud the DHS for their efforts. He did. He's like, hey, Hitler, hold on a second. I know. What do we got next? The foie gras? Hold on. Guys, that is spectacular. All right, now down. Now back to the dining with Hitler. So we got that, but there are some people fighting back, including an attorney general from Missouri who is a senator-elect. I've got some audio from him about what they're doing and what could blow this sucker big time, wide open. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's The Rob Carson Show. Questioning of election results, questioning of electronic voting machines, possible treatments for COVID, including hydroxychloroquine, gender transitioning minor children, vaccine mandates or side effects, vaccine deaths, China and the origin of the Chinese virus, funding of -of gain-of-function research by the U.S. government, January the 6th, Ray Epps, Ashley Babbitt, the autopsies of all of those who died on January the 6th, including Roseanne Boylan, Uh, the story of allowing people into the Capitol, Uh, any suggestions the border is being deliberately opened by the Biden administration, questions about George Floyd's death, Kyle Rittenhouse's innocence, the Covington Catholic kids, the effectiveness studies for drugs like ivermectin, child sex traffic at the border, defund the police, Black Lives Matter. What do those all have in common? They've all been banned on Twitter. They all get flagged on Twitter and Facebook. And, by the way, any opinions counter to the prevailing opinion and uh, policy of the Biden administration is only allowed to stand. So all of the things that I just said, if you mention as a conservative, you're banned. But clearly the policy of the Biden administration is to say we don't know where the COVID virus came from. We don't know how uh, people like Roseanne Boylan died, uh, you know, and, and everything that Anthony Fauci did was fine. We know it's a cabal. We know that it's bigger than just uh, an email, uh, Matt Taibbi and, uh, and Elon Musk. Before we get into some more audio, let's go to Nick in Sparrow's Point. Uh, Marilyn, hello there. Nick, how you doing, my brother? Welcome hey, to the show. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, Rob, I wanted to thank you for the show. Thank the, you. Your energy level is excellent. Thank you. And uh, the guests have been great. And uh, it's just a, a fantastic show. I wanted thank to you. let you know that. But you know, you're talking right up my alley here with this Twitter thing. I, I flipped topics here. I'm going to go with what you're talking about, and that is the censorship is just you know this one-sided thing, you know, pushing the Democrats. And you're you're right on, you're spot on with this because this is bigger than Watergate. You go back to 1972. Oh God, yes. Oh God, yes. Yep. Go back. This makes Watergate look like nothing. It looks like a Sunday school uh, a joke. This is electioneering. This is election theft. This oh is God. a cabal. This is restriction of freedom of speech. People need to go to jail for this. They're going to have to go to jail for this. When the hearings start oh. and we take over the House, and I hope the Republicans do something, and I think they will because it's gone too far, yeah. a lot of people will go to jail. I hope so. Now, I hope the right ones go to jail. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Unlike the January 6th protesters. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it, it. This is going to come out on the wash, uh, you know, and, and and everything that you believed in your heart that was true, and you know, as a person who's a common sense uh, individual who's an adult, uh, it's fairly clear that you can see that the government got in, very involved in censorship to throw an election and to guide uh, public policy and uh, shut down dissent. I always said dissent is not disinformation, but they use the word disinformation, which is fairly transmit uh, transparent on its own. Before we go, you had mentioned you. Had a, a point on uh, on uh, John Bolton running for president. Let me ask you this: oh, Would yeah. you would you vote for John Bolton or Michael Bolton? <laughs> Michael Bolton. Me too. All right. <laughs> I can't stand. Uh, and Michael Savage is right. He looks like a walrus. I always say he looks like the uh, Shaggy DA, the sheepdog uh, human. He looks kind of like Baltimore, <laughs> you know. Oh, really? They they hate him here. Yeah, well, when he left, the property values went up. But then, of course, you, now you had another Democrat in charge in Baltimore and another Democrat governor, so the yeah. prices are going to go down again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but what was your thought on Bolton? I, I No way. No no way. I, There's I, not even I a chance. stand him. It's not yeah. even a chance. And he's a traitor. Yeah, oh, well, mm, you know. Yeah. He uh, he did he's he said many things that would uh, be construed as uh, you know going down that 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 you know that avenue. Listen, I appreciate your call, man. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. Hey, thanks. All right, man. All right, all right. Um, why was Roseanne Boylan's body cremated and her autopsy results shut down by the Capitol Police and the mainstream media? She died on January the 6th. The only autopsy we got a chance to see was uh, Brian Sicknick, and he died of a stroke the day afterwards. But Roseanne Boylan was, many people feel, beaten to death. And there's video of it. Along with that 14,000 hours of video in the, in the Capitol that's been restricted that they have to release. They have to release it. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more on this. And, and again, I, I promise you'll get to the Eric Schmidt audio. We just get so busy. Let's take a break. You are listening to a New York City edition of the Rob Carson Show. Back in a Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Morgan Freeman. And this portion of the Rob Carson Show is brought to you by Reverend Warnock's Five Hour Energy. It's for women who feel run down in the afternoon by Reverend Warnock. And now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. I think we need a Christmas song about the Georgia election and Raphael Warnock. Warnock got run over by the Reverend. <laughs> that is what she wants you to That's Jim Gossett, by the way. Cause to protect a liberal, they deceive. Doom, doom. The Warnocks, they were fighting. It happened. Had a vicious argument. Never tried to run over my wife, though. Raphael was peeling rubber. I know she wanted to run me over. And over his wife's foot, the tire went. This revelation should be fatal. Yes, it ought to cook his goose. You'd think. But when you're in the Democrat Party, <laughs> you can get away with spouse abuse. Everybody sing along here. Mrs. Warnock got run over by, by a rain. Reverend. The Reverend, yeah, that's it, okay. Raphael says she put on a show. <laughs> Reverend Warnock 
Oh, yeah. That's something they don't want you to know. Very nice. That is... <laughs> That is Jim Gossett, another uh, another holiday classic here on the Rob Carson Show. Uh, we are broadcasting live from New York City, by the way, in the uh, heart of uh, of Manhattan, where it is beginning to rain uh, ever so slightly. It's 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 you know kind of interesting to to walk by all of the buildings that have been destroyed in movies. You know, I mean, honestly, it's like uh, uh, I think Batman has probably stood up on uh, the Chrysler building on one of those gargoyles up there, you know, that sticks out. That picture, that that, uh, iconic picture of like Batman standing there, that's generally on the Chrysler building. There's a bunch of other buildings. Oh, the the Empire State Building down there, which was, by the way, blown up at Independence Day by the aliens. It's kind of fun to see those buildings. It's kind of, you know, just you walk by. How many times that New York has been blown up in uh, in uh, in movies? It's it's just kind of uh, it's kind of interesting, kind of interesting. But that's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we will be until tomorrow. And I I I hope that we're uh, I hope you're enjoying the show because uh, this is a really big deal for me. Um, I I had to sell cars for a living, and um, a lot of the times, in particularly going to a, a, a holiday season, a Christmas season like this, or whatever, uh, you know, if you're if you're struggling, um, it's made even harder. Particularly if you're not able to make a living, you're not able to do what you do, uh, you're not able to provide for your family, be either male or female, and um, I just I hope that maybe uh, to some degree my story will inspire you a little bit. For a guy who was out of work, ready to lose his job, uh, ready to lose his marriage, and uh, I had lost my job, lost my home, and uh, and had to sell cars for three years before I got discovered by a TV guy. So uh, I'm just uh, enormously, enormously blessed, and I hope that I'm able to make you feel like you're included in this because knowing that you listen to the show and knowing that you you uh, you like what we do means a hell of a lot to me. I'll tell you that more than you'll ever know, more than you'll ever know. Former Twitter employee claims Twitter killed election story, uh, election changing story, after the FBI warned of the warned of a Hunter Biden hack and leak operation. How does the government get you to stop? Oh, you tell them there's a Russians involved. Oh, okay. Can you give me the details? No, because the Russians are involved. Oh, okay, no problem. We'll just do what you're bidding then. That's cool. According to Twitter's former head of security, outspoken Trump critic Yoel Roth. The FBI indicated in its uh, weekly pre-election meetings, weekly pre-election meetings with a social media company in 2020, that the company should anticipate a hack and leak operation by state actors involving Hunter Biden. That's the story they're saying now, by the way. New York Post uh, reported that the specificity of these warnings and their words uh, wording primed Twitter to immediately censor the Post's bombshell October the 14th Hunter Biden laptop story, citing the tech company's hacked materials policy. The only hacks are uh, employed by Twitter. In December 2021, the declaration of the to the Federal Election Commission, Commission, Roth had previously compared the Trump administration to Nazis. These are people are in charge. Told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected the individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks and that material obtained through those hacking attacks would likely be disseminated over social media platforms, including Twitter. 
Roth said, I also learned in these meetings that there were rumors of a hack and leak operation that would involve Hunter Biden and Russian. You should expect uh, to anticipate Russian propaganda. Well, all that was a lie. We know it was a lie. The day before Thanksgiving, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, along with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, deposed Anthony Fauci, by the way. Did you hear about this? Anthony Fauci said he didn't know or didn't remember 174 times in that, uh, in that deposition. 174 times. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's, it's the exact number of times that Joe Biden said, I don't remember, uh, at Thanksgiving dinner this year with his family. Anyway, the suit alleges a massive coordinated effort by the deep state, the permanent administrative state, to work with big tech to censor and manipulate Americans from average citizens to news outlets. On issues involving the Hunter Biden laptop from hell 2020 election integrity, remember you couldn't question the election the day after the election. Do you remember that? My Facebook page disappeared completely. Disappeared completely. No excuse, no remedy, just disappeared for a year and a half, suddenly reappeared about three, four months ago without explanation. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what else? Twenty twenty. Uh, COVID nineteen origin, skepticism, vaccine uh, effects, vaccine deaths, vaccine injuries, all of those things. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? It was all the uh, Biden uh, administration line, the party line, their policy, and it was reflected exactly by the social media giants who now we find had meetings weekly before the twenty twenty election with Twitter. I know. Here is Eric Schmidt, the Attorney General of Missouri. I think this is a story of the federal government with all of its vast power and authority colluding with some of the biggest companies in the history of the world to censor Americans, uh, to uh, put their thumb on the scale, as you said, of what's out there, what people can actually read and know about before an election. And it ought to scare uh, the bejesus out of every American. I don't care what you're... What exactly is a bejesus, by the way, the bejesus? I don't understand. I, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe Christmas is about Jesus. What is but Jesus? I don't get it. Political stripe is. I mean, this is out of some dystopian novel. And what we learned, we took the deposition of Elvis Chan, uh, the FBI agent, last week. Well, here's what's very clear. What? The FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2019. They yes, said. they did. Sat on it. They didn't do anything with it. They knew it wasn't hacked material. They knew it was legit. Miranda Devine of the New York Post uh, said that they had access to her emails. They also knew when this story exactly was going to be published. Yeah. And they shut it down, just like in the Soviet Union. Here is uh, Senator-elect and former AG of the state of Missouri, Eric Schmidt. Elvis Chan testified that they were having meetings, monthly meetings, including weekly meetings, telling them to be on the lookout for hacked uh, and leaked materials. Yeah, it's kind of interesting if they were able to get Twitter to, uh, to ignore and shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. You got to kind of wonder if maybe they had something to do with, I don't know, banning Donald Trump before the election and then permanently afterwards. Not out of the realm of possibilities, and in my opinion, uh, probably the most probable. Yoel um, Roth, the integrity guy at Twitter, uh, in a sworn affidavit said that in those meetings, they said there's going to be something, potentially something about Hunter Biden uh, in that story. So you can you definitely want to avoid that, particularly if it's Hunter and it's a laptop or something. I'm not saying I know anything about it, but it's most probably Russian disinformation. In fact, all these dots, and this was a backdoor way to affect censorship. They were also advising them or their hack policy ought to be. And you also have the same guy 
Jim Baker, who was general counsel of the FBI in 2016. Yeah, he actually uh, created and was uh, part of the Russia collusion hoax. Did you know that? And then general counsel of Twitter in the fall of 2020. It's clear in those Elon Musk, uh, that the Twitter files, he was the one saying put the brakes on this. So the FBI was very involved in it. And again, this is very concerning for our republic. We believe in free speech. We believe the First Amendment is the beating heart of the Constitution. And when you have the federal government and law enforcement acting in this way, it's shocking. And you also had the uh, the, uh, the chief, the person who uh, booted Donald Trump from uh, Twitter, was invited to be a part of the Disinformation Bureau with the DHS. They are thick as thieves. Unbelievable Eric Schmidt. Yes, and the FBI knew that that wasn't a hacked uh, you know, hard drive. They knew that that was legit. They had that computer in their possession for years, but were laying, laid the groundwork for months that this could be something. That now, why is it that the New York Post could have the story, they'd approved of the story, they went ahead and printed the story, it was a legitimate news story, and yet... Uh, here's the FBI saying, oh, no, this is disinformation. You might want to be aware. It's kind of interesting, right? Isn't it kind of interesting? A legitimate news story, blockbuster story, biggest story to hit uh, American politics in the history of American politics. When you think about it, it really is. It makes, uh, it makes uh, a Watergate look like a, uh, uh, a joke. I mean, you literally have the country going down the road to become the Soviet Union versus Watergate. It comes up in, in, in Roth, in, specifically Mitch's in October. So again, they lay the groundwork uh, for this to be censored material. And then when the issue comes up and they know, by the way, the date in which, according to Miranda Devine, in which this is going to be published, uh, so the groundwork had been laid and Twitter did what Twitter did. And so now the, the, what's, what's confounding the left is all these pieces of the puzzle now are coming together together. Now, here's the most important thing, that uh, while they were able to work with Twitter and uh, Facebook followed suit and everybody else followed suit on every narrative, uh, some of the real damage happened after the election as they continued these policies. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's The Rob Carson Show. So the day before Thanksgiving, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, along with Louisiana Attorney uh, General Jeff Landry, uh, deposed Anthony Fauci. He said, uh, I couldn't recall or couldn't remember 174 times. That's kind of convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he claimed he had no knowledge that his communications team did uh, not coordinate with social media companies to stop misinformation. Yeah, right. Fauci continued to push the now-debunked assertion that COVID-19 was naturally occurring, still doing that. He says that disinformation and misinformation put lives at risk unbelievable oh did you realize uh, <clears throat> apparently his oldest daughter worked for twitter and eh, weird just weird until very recently she worked at twitter kind of funny kind of funny yeah uh -huh. you know I, for a while i used the expression you've been played but you know the, the funny thing uh you haven't been played you haven't been played with regard to all of this because you know that uh you've been lied to you've been bs'd you've been gaslighted the people who've been played are Democrat voters who fell for it. There you go. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing.
Let's do the hokey pokey, shall we? Let's listen to a little bit more from Eric Schmidt, the uh, AG for the state of Missouri, and now Senator-elect about his lawsuit against the Biden administration for operating a deep state cabal with big social media. Yeah, this story should have been out there. There was no reason for this to be bottled up, and the FBI laid the groundwork. I mean, this was Elvis Chan's sworn deposition. He said that they were having monthly and weekly meetings. They knew the the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't hacked material, and they specifically said, according to... And it's weird, because the woman who actually uh, got Donald Trump booted off of Twitter, Vijaya Gotti, was uh, brought... They were going to bring her on board to be a part of the Disinformation Bureau. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and Jim Baker used to be chief counsel for the FBI, who was involved in in, uh, the Russia collusion hoax. He left in 2018 and joined Twitter in 2020 to talk and, and to sequester the Hunter Biden laptop story. Other than that, nothing to see here. Twitter's integrity guy, Roth, that uh, they mentioned the Hunter Biden story. I mean, that's just, that's, that's nuts. And our, our federal law enforcement has no role in this. They shouldn't have anything to do with this. Uh, government shouldn't be censoring people. Go- government shouldn't be telling these platforms what they can publish and what they can't publish. And also, an interesting tidbit here, Sean, that came out of that deposition was Elvis wow. Chan in his deposition also believes that this was influenced by Democrat members of Congress and their staffers yeah. going to Silicon Valley yeah. saying that they need to affect their content uh, moderation oh. policy or else. Democrat lawmakers, too. Wow. Just wow. This thing has tentacles into everything you can possibly imagine. They literally thought that they could create a department of disinformation and shut down free speech. And again, do you think that you not having not you've not been able to have an opinion on the 2020 election, possible treatments for COVID, other than what the government says, vaccine mandates, side effects, vaccine deaths, vac- the virus origin, January the 6th. Any mention of Nancy Pelosi turning down the National Guard, Ray Epps, FBI infiltration of the crowd, Ashley Babbitt's murder, the deaths and autopsies of those killed on January the 6th, all the videos of people being allowed to enter the Capitol by the police, the name of the Capitol police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt. It didn't come out that it was, was it Michael Byrd until he did an interview. Any suggestion the border is deliberately opened uh, by the Biden administration, anything related to the truckers convoy in D.C., the fact we entered a recession, any question about CRT and Black Lives Matter, any question about George Floyd's death, Kyle Rittenhouse, the Covington Catholic kids, Pfizer or Moderna, effective uh, studies for uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, child sex trafficking, any disagreement with the false concept of climate change, anything you say, it's flagged. The science is settled according to big social media, the mainstream media, and who else? Joe Biden and Democrats. Any agreement with any 
any part of the Democrat Party's green climate agenda. Uh, the attack on Paul Pelosi and the uh, suspicion around it, the attack on Rand Paul, violence against conservatives, all of these things have been banned and flagged on social media and avoided by the mainstream media. Don't you suppose that the guiding force behind those flags and bans could be the one agency that decides what is misinformation and disinformation, which, of course, is the federal government? I'm just saying. Here's Katie Hobbs saying that she's the governor, by the way. All right, everyone, thank you so much. This concludes the official canvas of the November 8th, 2022 general election. And I just want to once again thank the voters of Arizona. Yeah, you didn't win. I've got some audio from uh, Carrie Lake that I want to get to in a second. Oh, I want to mention something, actually. Uh, Larry Hogan, the uh, terrible governor of the state of uh, Maryland, who is a rhino and never would be the president at all, ever. It's not possible. He's an MSNBC contributor. That's about it. He banned TikTok from state devices. That's the first right thing that I've heard Larry Hogan do since he uh, entered office eight years ago. And there are several other governors that are getting rid of TikTok on state devices. And that's about time. Because we've been screaming about it for years. Uh, real quick, we've got Homer from Rising Sun, Maryland on the uh, line. Hello there, Homer. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, buddy. Hey, listen. You, since you're in New York today, yeah. I thought I'd bring up something that happened in New York back uh, after Dinkins was uh, mayor or governor or whatever. All right, keep it under 60 seconds. Go. Okay. Uh, there was a guy on a subway, and five guys tried to mug him, and he shot him. Yes. And then he got away. Oh, they tore that state apart looking for this vigilante who actually shot people who were trying to kill him. Bernie Getz. And, and this caused six, at least six movies came out of this. The yep. Death Wish series with Bronson. Yes. Bernie Harry came out of this yes. because of the people were outraged that people could, couldn't fight back against these criminals. Then yes. you find out the five guys that got shot later on had to be arrested for other crimes right behind that where they chased that poor guy who defended yeah. himself. Yeah, you're right. It's Bernie Getz. I believe it was Bernie Getz. I remember it. I was a kid. And, uh, and you know, see, that's what uh, that's what Democrats do. They get you into big cities like this. They defund the police. And then you have no ability to defend yourself. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's why they uh, passed a law to make it easier to get a handgun and defend yourself in New York. But Democrats are fighting at every step of the way. If the police can't do it, you've got to. Come back for the last half hour of the show in just a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. So here is uh, the former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, who Twitter and Facebook and the mainstream media... Uh, they took who was one of the greatest mayors in the history of New York City, and they made him a pariah. They did. They did. This is the sort of conservative apartheid that's happened in this country in the last 30 years. They took a man who led uh, New York City out of the darkness with regard to 9-11, turned the city around with regard to crime, and now... He's a pariah. He's crazy. He's been gaslighted. You've been gaslighted about him. Here's what Rudy Giuliani had to say about news, or uh, uh, two Newsmax, about uh, Joe Biden and big social media. I thought Friday night was a great, was a great victory for our return. You know, it was a long road back still to free speech and the kind of America that we want to turn over to our children. I mean, we, we're losing it. 
we, well, we, were, we were losing the battle. Free speech is a, almost a thing of the past, as we, as you and I knew it. And uh, Musk, in one brilliant uh, maneuver, has kind of uh, reestablished it. Now we got to stick with it. Keep going. Look, I've said this before, and we can't underestimate how evil and how conniving and how manipulative they are, and how much of a hold they have on the on the establishment media. There's so much more on that computer and hard drive. Like, for example, when they talk about, you know, there's a question about whether Joe Biden got money. There's no question. Hunter Biden explains it right on the hard drive in his own words. I gave my father 50 percent of my income for 30 years. Why did he give his father 50 percent of his income? Because unless you're an idiot, the money was for it. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. And you know what? We're not stupid, right? You know how else we're not stupid? We uh, would look at an election in a third world country, say, for instance, a governor of a province in Brazil and uh, the governor of the province in Brazil. uh, There was a there was a gubernatorial race where the secretary of state in charge of the elections was running against a conservative and the secretary of state refused to recuse herself from the race, knowing that she would be in charge of the election and there would be uh, at least questions of election impropriety. And this person was the secretary of state, presumably to correct a massive, massive amount of uh, voter uh, irregularities in a previous election. And oddly enough, in the next election when she was in charge, uh, there were gigantic improprieties that benefited her party and her election and may have uh, been the reason why she was at least declared the victor. What if that happened in Brazil? How about if it happened in, uh, oh, Arizona? Um, I'm just going to say this because I'm not going to leave this in the past. Uh, there are as I have said, so many improprieties and glaring examples and red flags of voter fraud with regard to the gubernatorial election in Arizona that I am not going to let this go into the rearview mirror of history. Because if somebody can throw an election with this amount of evidence and this amount of, of bias, then anything is possible then you might as well not even have elections. If you can stay at your home and not debate and not do appearances and just rely on the machine to get you elected, then it is all over. This is Carrie Lake talking with Steve Bannon. That's a good question. I mean, nobody believes that she won. Nobody, uh, you you could see it just in her campaigning, her lack of campaigning. We had our very own Joe Biden. Uh, I guess, you know, people called me. You think this is going to fly with the people of Arizona? You think it's gonna? You think they're just gonna let this go? I don't think they are. Trump in heels. I would call her Joe Biden in flats. I mean, this is the kind of person I was running against. She never showed up. She never did campaign events. Nobody showed up for her. People weren't excited. Even the Democrats. That kind of sounds like 2020. Democrats were criticizing her. We had Democrats, Independents, and Republicans in a huge movement here in Arizona. Nobody believes Katie Hobbs won. I know Katie Hobbs knows she didn't win. And so how they could go forward and certify this sham election and then go and try to govern a state, it's going to be, it's going to be real ugly. Yeah, it's going to get really ugly. And you know what? The people of Arizona should be ungovernable. They should. Here's a little bit more from uh, Carrie Lake. We saw what happened with Hunter's laptop. 
in 2020. The DNC is behind it. Biden's people are behind it, keeping the narrative away from discussing the disturbing contents of that. So it shouldn't be surprising that states are doing this. And my opponent, who I wanted to recuse herself from the election a year, more than a year ago because of conflict of interest, it wouldn't surprise me if her office was trying to silence people. Did I tell you? I told you. The tentacles are spread out everywhere. I mean, we got silenced. At one point, my Twitter page got taken down because they didn't like one of the tweets I put up during the election. It makes me wonder who was behind that. We had to remove a tweet during the election in order to get our ability to communicate with our followers and the people who were supporting us. It is frightening what's happening with Twitter. This is an arm. It's a propaganda arm of our government. And it didn't stop at Twitter. And we need to wake up right now and and demand that we get some control over what's happening in our... Now, uh, it happened in the uh, mainstream media. It happened in big social media. What did I say, guys? What have I been saying the last, uh, uh, you know, the amount of time you've been listening to the show? I've been saying that dissent is not disinformation. And I've been saying that if the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party all say that you what you believe is disinformation, they know that you know the truth. That's it, right? That's exactly what I've been saying now for going on at least two years. And it doesn't take a genius to figure it out, to piece things together. Dear God in heaven, it's that obvious. You know, something's funny. I was talking to somebody this morning at Newsmax, and I said, isn't it funny that Merriam-Webster decided to make the word of the year, which is really, uh, what is it? Uh, it, It's a compound word, I guess, gaslighting. Gaslighting is what you do when you want someone to doubt their beliefs, to believe that they are crazy, to believe that uh, what they believe is false, even though the answer is fairly obvious, that's what gaslighting is. Gaslighting was originally created, there was a, a story back in the, uh, the 18th century, I believe, and a man wanted to make his wife feel insane. So what he did is he turned down the gas lights in his house uh, in the afternoon to make her think it was night and think she was going bat guano crazy. That's where gaslighting, roughly, I don't have the entire story in front of me, but that's where gaslighting came from. And I mentioned this. I said the Democrat Party is like a cheating spouse. You, you, the cheating house comes, uh, comes home and they, uh, you know, you're, you're looking through the pants on the floor there and there's a condom in the front pocket. And there's, a, you know, for lack of a better cliche, lipstick on the collar. There's a hotel receipt for, uh, you know, a, a one night stay. Uh, let's see. Oh, he has a sexually transmitted disease. And then you go, hey, hey, well, what's the deal? You gave me, uh, you know, herpes or whatever. Well, know you're, you're crazy. You are going insane. How could you possibly believe that? Mr. God, because you didn't wash your hands or you use the toilet without putting the paper on at the airport, you know, something like that. That's what gaslighting is. And that's what the Democrat Party has done to you and me about everything for about five or six years. And then, of course, just uh, declaring a conservative apartheid uh, years ago, years and years and years ago. All right, let's move off of that, shall we? I think we shall. How do you feel about uh, weed legalization? I am... I have smoked pot in my life. Yes, I have. I know it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't particularly care for it. You know, whatever. Uh, I don't, I just, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. So um, Joe Biden's uh, HHS secretary on Monday tweeted about the administration's review to determine whether to reclassify marijuana status as a Schedule One drug, and he did it at 420. 
<laughs> you see what he did there? It's funny. It's funny. Um, here's why I have a problem with it. It's not because I'm a prude or anything, but this is the director of HHS. Uh, nothing says that marijuana smoking is good for you. Like, hey, marijuana, it's awesome. You should be an airline pilot. Nobody does. Javier Becerra would not say about, uh, I don't know, pending le- uh, uh, alcohol legislation, hey, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, would he? I guess this is cute. I, I guess it's supposed to be cute. Now, uh, do I feel like this is okay? Sure. Uh, marijuana, if it were reclassified as a Schedule II drug, would be alongside drugs like cocaine, which the government recognizes providing some medical value. Uh, cocaine, whatever. I will tell you that reefer madness really, really affected how we feel about the, the cannabis plant. And I will tell you also, I live in a state where a, a Republican ushered in CBD. CBD is an extract from hemp. It is also contained in a cannabis plant, but the thing that separates cannabis from hemp is it has THC. THC is the stuff that makes bad music really good and mediocre food absolutely awesome. You know, Taco Bell, oh my God, let's put a donut in the taco shell. Hey, Grateful Dead are awesome. That's what the pot's there for. That's what THC does to you. I know it's bizarre. Sometimes people even watch The View. That's how bad pot is. So anyway, uh, that's what they're going to do now. Um, so they want to they want to it's now a, a schedule one drug, which is uh, right up there with heroin and ecstasy. So there is that. And uh, the only issue a lot of this is if you if you decriminalize or you free criminals who are in jail for marijuana offenses, frequently, if you're dealing, you're also involved in things like money laundering uh, and uh uh, cannabis business in states where it's illegal. So there's that. But, uh, yeah, that's what uh, the, the HHS Secretary Javier Becerra had to say about, uh, about weed, and you certainly do smell it around here. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. To be a part of the show, call 1-800-922-6680, which spells, well, uh, it spells... 1-800-YA-BOOT-O. And, you know, just call 1-800-922-6680 and be done with it. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California, who listens on our glorious affiliate KSCO. Randall, what's on your mind today, bro? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. What's up? Okay, great. Yeah, I'm grateful that Jerry Garcia's dead. He uh, encouraged his own kids to do drugs. And um, Reefer Madness was a cautionary docudrama I'll tell you, I've been around a lot of people that were high, and that is how bad it is. That movie is right on, spot on. Again, uh, given that I'm in California, I'm like the only last man on earth like Vincent Price in a sea of doped-up people. And the reason that uh, Becerra, is that the right way to pronounce his name? Becerra, yes, Becerra. Yeah, well, he, yeah, of course he's like Terry Garcia. He wants everybody doped up so they're too stupid to vote right. But I called. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it makes Democrat right. candidates more appealing. Go ahead. Yeah, I love it when I get to the laugh. Um, I really do. Uh, Thank you. Great. It's very okay, good. So what I'm saying, I called because I think that it's time for Elon Musk to to move to Austin, Texas, which is the uh, city of innovation, because he's not going to want to pay that tax. Yeah. Uh, 
for reparations. Uh, I, I think he's smart enough to get out of California, and he can't. Oh. There's no reason for him to stay. Let me ask you, uh, you're in, you're in California, and Governor Newsom has said that he signed off on uh, people who never experienced slavery, weren't even close to slavery, uh, getting uh, $223,000 from people who never had slaves. Uh, I mean, honestly. Go ahead. Bottom line, Elon Musk is not going to pay. He's going to say, hell no, I won't blow. Yeah. Is that, why, why are you bringing Elon Musk into it? I mean, as, as any, somebody who could afford the $223,000, uh, I'm trying to figure out why you're tying Elon Musk into this absurd uh, uh, well, move by Gavin Newsom. That and the Bay Area, Oakland and San Francisco uh. have a really bad habit of imposing, imposing condemnations to lock corporations in. They tried to do it to the Oakland yeah, Raiders a long time ago. That's true. So yeah. that they can say that if they move, they're going to give them a big fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah they yeah. have a bad habit. It is a communist state. I get, what you, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming you from. You know, uh, and I want to tell you that uh, I want to ask, how am I going to be able to listen to you once KSCO uh closes January 1st. I want to still now, be able to... Are they... Well, I, I I don't know the details on it, but we are... Right now, there is a, there are a host of places that you can stream the show. Certainly, KSCO is one of them. I don't know what they're planning on doing after the owner steps down at KSCO. So that's between my boss, the affiliates, and all that stuff. What I will say is there are a host of uh, affiliate stations around the country that you can find the show. What I, here's, I'll just say this right now. There is a, uh, a, a website for all of the stations that you can hear... The show, and it is uh, Newsmax TV slash uh, Rob Carson Show. So, NewsmaxTV.com slash Rob Carson Show. You can see all of our affiliate stations and where you can uh, listen, whether in Albuquerque, Las Vegas, uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Baltimore, CBM, WCBM. We're on the Nevada Talk Radio Network, Fargo. Oh, heck, we're even on in Alaska now. So, just go there to uh, Newsmax TV slash Rob Carson Show. Does that sound good, bro? Yeah, Hannibal smokes cannibal. Okay. See you All right, dude. See you. Buddy. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm going to disagree with him on the reefer madness thing. Um, reefer madness was over the top. I mean, you know, reefer madness was uh, reefer madness. You'll be humping a car. It didn't. You know, it was just like, come on, really, really, really. Uh, do I think that pot is harmless? Uh, no, I don't. Do I think that some of the uh, the pot that's being sold now is harmless? Oh dear God, no. Uh, but as far as, you know, I think that states, I think that voters should leave it up if they want to decriminalize, decriminalize it. I think that's fine. I think that I had a friend who was in college, freshman in college. This is about like 1985. Had one joint in his dorm room and it wrecked him for years. That's bull crap. That's bull crap. But businesses should be able to see, say, if you got TEC in your blood, you're going to get fired. So there is that. It's, I don't know, there's a lot of places to go with this. Listen, I'm going to take a break here, come back and wrap up the show. Uh, a couple of closing notes before we get the heck out of here. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show, broadcasting live from New York. Back in a few. So, um... There's a, uh, uh, I, was, I was corrected, a Gaslighting, it was actually a movie, 
And uh, it was, uh, it was. Uh, let me see, my, my boss said it was, uh, it came out in 1944, also an original play in 1938. That's what gaslighting, gaslighting an elaborate and insidious technique of deception and psychological manipulation usually practiced by a single deceiver or a Biden administration. Yeah, 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 on a single victim or, you know, us over a period uh, of time. Uh, it affects, its effect is to gradually undermine the victim's confidence in his own ability to distinguish truth from falsehood and also a nonsense from common sense. I'll just throw that in there because uh, that's what we've been told to believe. That's why I say I'm not stupid. When you tell me things like, I believe the 2020 election was perfectly fine. Uh, You know, really? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of fraud. Uh, I'm not stupid. So there you go. There's that. Uh, came from a, a movie that came out in 44, an original play in 38. Uh, Joe Biden was taking his children to, uh, to see the play in 1938. So uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's that. Good to know. Good to know. Also, um, as the show grows, and, and we're on you know, radio stations around the country, and, and uh, uh, we hope to expand it pretty dramatically. We're on uh, Baltimore and Atlanta and Richmond and Albuquerque and Vegas and Santa Cruz and Philly and uh, all across Nevada and uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, and then also in a couple of other towns in glorious North Dakota as well, and growing, and also on in uh, Alaska. If you would like to, if you have any trouble, uh, you know, streaming the show. I know we do the news, you know, the the podcast, which is uh, a distillation of the show. This is the full show live, noon to three Eastern Standard Time, which was, of course, uh, inhabited by the great Rush Limbaugh for thirty plus years. So just go to NewsmaxTV.com/slash/podcasts, or no, 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 slash Rob Carson Show. You will see a slightly dated and overweight picture of me, what I'm not happy about because I've lost 50 pounds since I took that picture. But uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash Rob Carson Show. Just real quick, I hadn't got a chance to uh, mention this. When I mentioned uh, uh, how many out of 10 CDC workers still working from home, as the director or the former staffer says, it's impossible to get anything done. Would you believe that uh, 8 in 10 CDC workers are still not at work? They are blowing off work. That's what a former staffer is saying. And I got to tell you, when it comes to being a a worker for the CDC, you ought to have your butt at work. That's what I got to say. Guys, have a glorious day. I appreciate it. Join me tomorrow here in New York. Check out Newsmax TV in the meantime. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.